Blog Talk Radio.
raising the pace enough, please enough. Ironically, arms and ways are reaching up. Y'all the cats is beefing up to keep from getting beaten up. A beef for what? Uh. Enough, please enough. Ironically, arms and ways are reaching up. Y'all's with cats is beef enough to keep from getting beaten up. But beef for what? Obviously, retreating is treason us. But treaties and teaming up are nearly as tedious as hunting the genus of genius does never tedious. Touch that's what we were once. That was we and us, son. Enough, please enough. Ironically, arms and ways are reaching up. Yards with cats is beef enough to keep from getting beaten up. But beef for what? Obviously, retreating is treason us. But treaties and teaming up are nearly as tedious as hunting the genus of geniuses. Nefertiti and touch. That's who we were once. That was we and us. It's no wonder why we and Russ seems to be in a rush just for being tough. And rather, we'll keep it tucked and keep in touch. Uh. Enough, ironically, arms and ways are reaching up. Y'all's with cats is beef enough to keep from getting beaten up. But beef for what? Obviously, retreating is treason us. But treaties and teaming up are nearly as tedious as hunting the genus of genius does never TD and touch. That's who we were once, that was we and us. It's no wonder why we in rut seems you be in the rush just for being tough. Rather, we're keeping tucked than keep in touch. It's gotten deeper because become custom playing cuts that'll deep it. Like being your brother's keeper won't be as much fun Yes, that was our buddy Homeboy Sam and Peace and Love Thank you guys again for joining us for another episode of Indie Review Radio Myself, MC Truth, appreciate you every single Saturday we are here 12 to 1.30. And as always, you can give us a call, 646-478-5123 at any time during the show. We're here for another hour and a half, so we have the greatest music in the whole wide world for you. <laughs> we also have a special guest. I think you guys will really enjoy her. We, um, As you know, we talk about many different topics here on the show, and this, um, this one I think people are finding very near and dear to their heart. So, um. Typically, we don't start a show without the greeting of C-Truth. However, he's a little delayed. So we're going to hop into another song. Hopefully, he'll join us real soon so we can say hello to all of our world friends, and then we can hop into the show. Um, For those of you that have music and information that you want to send, you can do so at IndieReviewCD at gmail.com. We've got some pretty good stuff coming up for you, some new music that we found in the inbox. 
And um, as you know, that's what we do here. We support this is a platform for new and independent artists. Uh, you don't even have to be new, but independent definitely. And it's not just music. It's um, authors. It's painters. It's anyone that has a cause and a purpose. We are here to stand for you. Um, if you just want to cut the rug, we're here for that too. <laughs> we promote everything. So we're going to jump into another tune, and then we'll be right back with uh, more Indie Review Radio. For a minute, I'm asking about your future because you're trying to get a minute. I've been keeping on the low and I can tell you authentic. Treat your heart like a prize. I'm a chance once I win a slim waist, pretty face, got style and taste. Stand apart from the crowd, but you move with grace. I got time, on move and hate. I can wait for you. And when you're ready, I'll be standing at the gate for you. Try and keep it straight for you. Stay on my grind with it. Don't matter what you want to do, just know that I'm with it. We could be tighter than two breaths through one nostril. Say you needed a real man, well, I got you. Every day, all day, with no time off. Just try and love you. Don't confuse it like I'm soft. Cause I'm a boss, a boss. Quick to cut my losses. Let me know mine, I won't force you. Thank you, though. 
Our show favorite dances you, and see truth has joined us. Um, because you know we can't really function without your greeting. You have to have that. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? I can. Okay, beautiful, lovely, lovely, lovely. <laughs> well, um, without further ado, as I uh, make my way back to the headquarters, let me mm-hmm. do the uh, universal greetings for all those checking out the show right now. As I say, good morning, good afternoon, good night, buenas noches, buenos dias, konnichiwa, salam, namaste, sakpase, sakafet, alafia parev, kadene, omar, bonjour, bonsoir, what up, son, what up, though, where you at, Ness, what the business is, akashke, alito, excuse me, usio, siya, and favu bona as well. Wow. There we have it. There we have it. I can't wait for you to get back into the studio so that we can yeah, chop it up. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, your homegirls in town. My mother's here. So uh, <laughs> we've been jumbling right, right. it up. Good stuff. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, sorry that, you, sorry that you're not got, here. I hope you got some of that ready for me when I uh, touch down for the uh, the big situation in October. Uh, of course. I'll be, down I mean, I'll be down there first week of October. Okay, you know we got you. You know we got you. Look, okay, right. if it's not Gemini, it'll be something. Yeah, and don't forget we have those spots to check out, too, all those new spots that you found. I know. I'll be juicing for a month after that. <laughs> I'll be juicing for a month. Doesn't make any sense. Um, but yes, uh, another episode interview radio, y'all. Give us a call six four six four seven eight five one two three, and uh, see what do you want to hear while you on your way back. Uh, let's see. Let's do. do, 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 do. Let's do some uh, Amel Larue, afraid. This is your cruise music. That's right. Yeah, my so cruise we'll, music. Yeah. <laughs> We'll be right back. See y'all on the flip side. I dream of your night, daytime too. Like someone slipped me something, not something you almost walked into a wall. Imagining your embrace. To snap myself out of the thought of this Never have any pain And the sensation is real The blood rushes into Which waves as if you were here Love it in me
empty and all that jazz. What are we here for? What are we doing? Last time I checked, all it was screwing, girl. And when I think of me and you and all the things that we've been through, and going through and stepping back, to you the bitch you're hoping for a brighter day, girl.
Always change. 
they're in a position where they always feel like they don't matter. So we do a lot of empowerment sessions and workshops and conferences at our school because I feel like the community, just not our scholars at Mount Hope Rivers Academy, should be my number one focus and priority. But in order to um, support a child, we have to support the community itself. So, um, you know, anytime we get something for young men, we never have the turnout like we do for our women. So in comparison, we may have 200 to 300 women come out to an event when we have the events for our young men, and I do a calling, and I, I literally, like, I, I strong arm the men that I know that they have to come. <laughs> we'll have up to 75 of them come out. And mm. for any young man, um, you know, unfortunately in our community, there's not a high number of men, especially those who are positive role models, that are available to them. So outside of school, um, clergy, if they happen to go to church, or just an adult who's in their family who takes on that responsibility, I would say 85% of my young men and my young women don't have somebody um, in their lives. So when it came down to um, Trayvon Martin, so, you know, just the case with Zimmerman, and it didn't even have to be the case itself, I try to instill in my boys um, how they conduct themselves. So the, most recently I had a young man who came into my office and we have a summer program and he, um, you know, these they wear these athletic slides sometimes that athletes would do with their socks and stuff like that. So he came with the yes. athletic slides, he came up with these um, Argyle socks that was up to his knees and shorts and a pick in his hair. And I immediately looked at him and I said, oh, we don't do this here. <laughs> and he looked at me and, you know, right. our kids was, you know, they had that face and I was like, oh, I'm getting tight. And he looked at me and he's like, come on, Ms. Lopez, it's the summer. And I said, no, that's unacceptable. We have standards. Even if it's the summer, you're a scholar. So I pulled them to my office because I know how they can get, especially adolescents where they get offended if you're talking to them outright. And I said to him, I said, look at, look at what you look like. Not so much you wanting to be unique. But you live in a community where young men are targeted every single day. And when right. you put yourself in a position where you have this look like you fit the description of, unfortunately, when you look like this, someone is going to make an assumption and they will shoot first or they'll have you on the floor first and ask questions after. Right. And I said, so right. as your principal, is it appropriate? Can I come to school this way? Because technically school is in a session, and I don't have to wear the school colors anymore. And so I could come in here whichever way because no one's here except for you scholars who are in this program. But I could come in here with slippers on in the head time. He was like, no, nah, you can't do that, Ms. Lopez. I said, why not? He said, because you set standards for us. I said, and so if I've done that for you, then you need to set it for yourself as well. And so right. having those conversations, we even have our young men who stay after school for three hours with our um, guidance counselors and our ICONS program because every single day I want them to know that someone cares, that we are here for them, that their voices should be heard, that there are opportunities for them. Um, and so it, it doesn't stop. The work never stops. But, yes, the impact that I have as an educator is taking these things in and figuring out what's the best modes and opportunities that we can show them in a positive light, not so much stuck on the negative, because the reality is that this, this didn't start today, but what can we do to improve or encourage them? I mean, I think that's really important um, because of recent events. You know, we hear a lot of talk about <clears throat> things that happen systematically, right? Like, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what our kids do, the system, the system, the mm -hmm. system. 
How mm-hmm. do you, and some may actually buy into that, even if they start to show up accordingly. How do you right. combat that conversation or that thought process? Um, I, you know, the only way to combat it is that you have to use those same images that tell them that the system has failed them and show them where the system has been, not even so much the system, but how does one create their own opportunities? Um, so looking at positive role models, looking at men who have become successful, looking at women who have become successful, and giving them the platform to even connect with our school or having our children visit um, corporations, private institutions where they can see the work in action speaks volumes. So it's not so much because oftentimes what ends up happening is it becomes sound bites. We, we tend to um, talk too much to the kids without showing them. So if you take somebody like um, even something like, like Jay-Z, right, some people will criticize, oh, you know, you need to be teaching them mega average. You need to be teaching them about Martin Luther King. You need to teach them about Malcolm. And we do that. But you also have to take them where they're at because at home no one has really taught them those things. But what they're really familiar with, the first thing they're familiar with is music. So let's look at this individual. Let's look at his lyrics. Let's look at where he started from. Let's look at where he's at. So here's someone who's progressed from, yes, we know that um, he was a drug dealer. Okay, and then he went into the music business. And then he was he was very focused on creating his own. So he started his own company. Look at him becoming a brand. Look at that he's not only had Rockware, but um, he had Rockefeller. Now look at him in a position where he has Rock Nation. Now look at him. Now he's becoming an agent. Like this person has transformed themselves. And so we read the book Decoded. Um, we take from the words of the person themselves. And so that's why we created the program Icons, because specifically for our young men, I wanted them to know that you yourself can become an icon in your community. All it requires is hard work, dedication, but as an adult, if I am charged with making sure that you are placed in position and given the opportunity to be in motion. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. And then what about your everyday hero, the Mr. Jones, who, you know, worked at his fireman for 20 years and retired and, have, you know, mm-hmm. can affect change right. uh, locally? Right. So, you know, the community itself, I feel like, um, especially Brownsville, if you Google it, if you talk about the community, everyone would say something negative first before they say something positive. The most positive thing I can say about Brownsville, when I opened up the school, I I, I remember sitting before um, everyone doing a ribbon cutting ceremony, and I said it's high time that we stop collectively coming together to mourn the death of a child, but we need to come together Mm -hmm. to celebrate education and celebrate the success of our children. And so um, at my graduating class during that ceremony, I said I opened up a I opened up a school with the intention of closing a prison. And so we have mm-hmm. to we have to call upon the people that's in the community because they are success stories in the community, and they also know the history of the community. They did not become these bad communities or areas impoverished overnight. It was a process. It was systematic, that process. So there's a gap because the youth doesn't get the opportunity to speak to the elders, and somewhere along the line it became those kids, but we fail to remember that those kids are going to become those adults who are going to be running our community. So I offer that where if there is somebody um, who is an elder in the community who has put in time in the community, I always invite them to come in to speak to our kids, 
again, to visit where they're at because it becomes like we don't share information, and, and that's right. the worst thing that we do in our community. We don't tend to share, right? Other communities, they thrive and we sit there and say, how is it this? And we criticize them, but the reality is that they're willing to share. They're willing to come together. They're willing to take care of their own, and we have to start doing that ourselves. Yeah, you know, we talk a lot about the village on the show and yeah. um, how the village is so different now. It's a little dilapidated. <laughs> it doesn't function the same way that it used to function. And But for those that are listening and are very interested in what you're doing and how they can help you, how how are some of the ways that they can get involved? Well, um, we do have, we are on Facebook, like everybody else. Um, the keyword is Mount Hall Bridges. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. Um, we have a webpage that we are actually in the process of um, constructing, but there are still images up there, which is um, www.mhbabrooklyn.webs.com. Um, and for a lot of your listeners, I ask that, you know, if they have the opportunity, they can always reach out to us um, via any one of those um, those streams to contact us if they're willing to come in, volunteer, do a workshop with our scholars. Um, my next step for next year, I'm, I'm meeting with my team. It's so important for our youth to know, um, to, to go to college and see what that's like. I've had conversations with um a lot of a lot of individuals who have criticized, like, I don't understand, you know, these children, they go to college, they go to high school, and then when they have to go to college, they don't stay. And my my conversation has been because they're not of our community and they just don't understand. I said, you know, the difference is college for some kids, it's not, it's not ingrained in their family. So in different ethnicities, um, they talk about homecoming, they talk about, you know, going to the college football games, the basketball games, the degrees are up on the wall. It's actually just part of the fiber of living. In our community, that's not always the case. And if you've never, you don't have someone who's been there who can talk to you about that, that's not often that's something right. that you're looking forward to. Right. So for those who um, who work with colleges, who have an alma mater, I would love for them to come and share their stories. We're going to go visit a lot of um, colleges. I want them to actually see H, um, see SDCUs because only that they don't they don't know they, historically black colleges they have no idea what those are or why they exist. Yeah. Um, and that's something that if we're looking at the numbers, everyone's talking about no one's going anymore and they're being hardest hit, and that's because we're not keeping up with those traditions as well. Right. Right. And I mean. How do you feel about those who believe that college is not for every child? Is that something that you uh, – do you just not believe that? Do you believe it is? And then is, is, are there things that we can put into place to support those that aren't on that track? Um, no, I believe college isn't for everyone. And as many people might say, I can't believe she's saying that. Okay, so if we look at Bill Gates, we look at Steve Jobs, we look at – we look at a significant amount of people who have been really successful. College hasn't been that for them. They had talent that was beyond what could be contained in the classroom. And a lot of our okay. children are intelligent beings, right? So if we look at the fact that we're descendants of royalty and we look at the fact that we had the ability to build pyramids, we had the ability to create stoplights, we had the ability to create all types of things that we use today, whether that was open-heart surgery. And for that individual, they went to college. But, some of our children are so intelligent, 
they're so talented, they're so gifted, that college, for, it doesn't work for everyone. That doesn't negate that they don't have the ability to do something, but oftentimes we settle for this is how it has to be, and we become so so rigid in, in the way things have to go. You know, some people, maybe they need right after high school, they need to go into a career and then go into college because they don't understand the value of it. Right. Um, I believe that in middle school, in high school, we can start to cultivate things within yes. our children. We can start to provide them with opportunities and also give them um, opportunities for, like, career tech where they're learning things. So coding, I mean, when I was a kid, Commodore 64, that's the only way you could get on a computer was you had to literally code put the commands into the computer for it to work. Now you turn it right. on, it automatically goes on the computer. It works. Right. It already comes <laughs> on. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. for kids who learn how to code at the age of 18 in other communities and they're able to become millionaires, we don't question why they didn't go to college. You know what I mean? But we'll question, we'll right. push and force feed our kids to go to college. No, give them tools now for them to understand. Let them learn how to become responsible, learn some ethics, and then when the time is right, because all of them won't do it, then you say, okay, here's another avenue. Here's another opportunity. Right. So that, and again, it's when you mention the fabric of, you know, when you mention fabric, that's very hard to change. You know, fabric is right. made of, of, you know, strands that are very tightly woven, and it's very difficult yeah. to change that fabric. So it, it it feels like for some people it may even feel like an uphill battle um mm-hmm. to to instill a different to plant a different seed. And and you say no, like it may be difficult, but this is something that we can all do. And for those that say don't work in the school but are in contact with young are you know daily, what are some of the things that they can do to start to instill those seeds? Um, whether it's a niece or, you know, whether it's a niece or someone that, you know, it may be Sunday school, it may be, you know, a bus driver, or it, it could be anyone that is in contact, you know, comes in contact with our kids on a regular. I would say there's power in communication, one, and then there's power in showing me more than you can tell me sometimes. So even that bus driver has something to say. Um, they have a story that they can tell. They have jewels that they can drop to a child, oftentimes because we don't have a title that says that we're principal, we're president, we're CEO, you know, mm-hmm. we're not validated, you're just as important. Every person that comes in contact with a child is just as important. Um, and just piggybacking off of what you said when we talked, when I said the fabric and you, you know, brought up the fabric as well, you know, it's very hard. Also, we have to think about the mindset of those who never went to college. We don't think about sometimes people fear their children becoming um, becoming better. As much as some parents want their children to become better, there's a process that we have to teach those parents as well. Because right. sometimes they feel like if you get far ahead, then I'm I feel like I'm less than. And right. what I do in my school is that I that as I want to. Don't you see that as a theme, though, in our in how we interact with each other, like just regular, you know? Yeah, it is. It is. Crabs in the barrel. It is. Crabs in the barrel. Exactly. Because to be honest, as a principal, it doesn't stop. 
It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. They're educated to I have to watch, and I'm like, are you serious? Like, you're in a position of empowering children, and this is how you right. act? But people have to be educated. I mean, education doesn't stop, and they have to be consistently educated. So what I do with my parents, I, eat, I offer them classes. We'll bring in workshops mm-hmm. for them. And this way they're tied into, they understand the importance of education. Because if you come from a community that the education has been poor or you've been disenfranchised, then what really are you expecting? You know, and right. we look at it and we say, why, why is the school so bad? Because if you've never known anything different, what are you fighting for? Those of us who have or who know what education is supposed to look like, know how our parents fought for us, put us in the best schools, gave us the best opportunities, we're going to fight and talk really loud, but the ones who make the difference are always the parents. They have the power. Right. And do you think that that, um, that applies to when people talk about music and images that our children see, you know, whether it's branding, marketing, what they hear on the radio, do you feel like the parents still have the ability to affect change in that? Um, I mean, to some regard, parents can't change 100%. I think it's responsibilities on a lot of levels. It's the responsibility of um, the music industry, the artists. But we all know that the artist has to often fall victim to, I want to get paid, so I'm, I got to do this. Yeah. And, the, yeah. the you know, the companies are like, we want to get money, so this is what you got to do. Um, so those who are willing to submit to that are willing to get paid, and those who are conscious rappers or singers don't get as much accolade, right? And we know that. But I'm a parent. I have a middle school child, and I'm aware of what those images are. But I'm also that parent who sits with my child and has a dialogue about what my expectations are and what the standards are and what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. So am I going to be naive and say my daughter doesn't listen to this? No, she listens to it, but she also no understands what the words are because we'll pull the words up. And I'm like, you know, when y'all mm-hmm. are saying that, let me show you what that means, right? And right. it's just like, oh, I didn't know that. I know you didn't know. <laughs> you always right. are spitting out words, right? But yeah. And you know what? The reality is I have parents who don't even realize that that's what the kids are saying. I'm like, yeah, that's why I stay on top of stuff. And that's why, yeah, that village but the village can't. The village can't always just have just one chief. The village has to have several chiefs yeah. and several. Everybody yeah. has to have a place and be willing to listen and learn from each other. The chief needs to listen and learn, just as those beneath them have to listen and learn. And that's the only way it works. I so agree. And then you know when we look at the when we look at the structure of you know when we look at even the parents nowadays, they're mm-hmm. so young. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like our parents were homemakers or you know. But, you know, they worked a couple, you know, they, it, it's just so different. And then so now your parents and your kids are listening to the same music. They're they're yeah. dressing the same. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, they're dressing the same. They they talk in the same vernacular that they see on Love and Hip Hop. And, right. And <laughs> laughing with them. And so I'm like, girl, did you see? And I'm like, mm-mm. <laughs> and I have to tell them, like, <laughs> I, I saw it, but, you know, but, and so what do we do after that? Like, you have to bring right. them back to those conversations because the unfortunate part about it is that oftentimes a lot of us watch those things because it's it's like buffoonery, right? So you just laugh at the circumstances, and you're like, I can't believe somebody be willing to do this. But I've had girls who are like, who are in seventh grade, I'm like, you're not about this life. And I'm like, yeah, I'm one of my scholars, and I said, what life, what life are you talking about? She was like, seeing about this life, this Lopez. I said, can you run down your life? Because I, I mean, you know, you're you're 12, and um, 
I don't know. She's like, <laughs> you wouldn't accept that, Miss Lopez. I said, but you understand, you know, I'm an adult with responsibilities, and, and I had to run down my life. I said, so this is the life I'm living. Are you about getting to this life? And then I said, you know, I said, you know, you, you fighting um, Evelyn, right, from Love and Hip Hop. She's like, ah, you already know. I said, I said, but you know what's so funny is when Evelyn um, got hit upside her head, she wasn't saying that she was running. So all of this that you all get hyped, when it comes down to a violent situation, you resort back to that person who becomes a victim and needs help. So this, what you're doing, I don't like it. I said, but the TVs weren't on at that time when she was in trouble, right? It's on when she's ready to fight. I said, she's a woman, and everybody has a story. Let's not go there. And immediately the girl, she was like, I didn't know that. I said, I know. Because you stuck on just watching the show. You know what I mean? And it. And of course, they didn't watch Iyama fix my life to see where it all right. started. That's like every day, but you know what? I, I consider myself not only an example for my scholars, but I have to be a, an example for my parents. And, um, you know, they're fighters. My parents are ride or die. They have no problems. They are about it. You know, they will drop their bag and come at you. And I have to be the one to say, oh, I don't fight. I don't fight. So all of this that we're about to engage in, it's not going to happen. But I, the same way I'm yeah. speaking to you is the same way I speak to them, right? So you have to come right. at them where they're at. I'm not talking down right. to them. I'm not going to speak at a, at a level where they're looking at me like this. You try to be disrespectful, but I, I, you literally have to take people step by step and explain to them why this isn't okay. Because, again, if I'm dealing with a community where for years, when this parent was in middle school, they had the same fight with the same child's mother who now your child is having a fight now right. that they're in middle school. It's ingrained. Like, this has been allowed for generations. It's not something that automatically is going to stop. But what does happen is when you start to set examples and you start to set the standard. And for me, I'm always telling them, be the standard. When you set the standard, when you come into my building, you can't conduct yourself that way. You can't yell. You can't curse me out. You can't get, no, we're not doing that because I'm not going to engage you with that. You need a minute to calm down, we can have a conversation. I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to work with you. I'm willing to support your child. I'm that, I'm that principal who my door is always open. I don't close my doors. No one has to come search for me. I'm all over the place. I stay late, I'm there early, So, and I'm in the community. I walk around. I'm not just getting in my car and dropping off. I'll walk around. So the parents know, okay, she's invested. She really cares. So if I say something, I'm saying it out the kindness of my heart. That doesn't always happen, and it's a lot. A lot right. has to do with trust because they don't trust. And it's not going to happen and it, overnight. And it holds them accountable. Right. It, 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 it holds the parents accountable. accountable. Yeah, yeah. So, and your grades are from sixth to eighth grade. Um, right? So, and we know with the whole prison pipeline, you know, um, and, and you said earlier that you opened the school with the intention of closing a prison. Does your team support that, and how does that show up in your curriculum? My team, I have an awesome team. <laughs> they are there. So my normal days, 
Monday through Friday, Saturday or Sunday. I'm at work from 7, 7.30 till about 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. My team, majority of my team will be there. They're working. They're not looking to get extra pay. They, they're looking to better themselves. They're, they're allowing the kids to be in, in their space, in our space, so that they have somewhere safe to be at. Um, it's, a, it's, it's very much like a family, family-oriented place. Um, our model is connected to succeed. So our, even on our scholars' um, polo shirts, it says that. It is my belief that we do have to become that village. So in my school, I run it as a community within another community. So that's why when the kids walk in, I say, whatever happened outside before you got into these doors, that's not what we do when we get in here. And we set these standards. Um, you can see it based off of just the way the conversations happen. You can see it just based off of what the expectations are, where scholars have to be actively engaged in their learning process. No child could be left behind. My teachers stay active for them to um, come work with them. They're there over the summer. Out of I have about eight teachers who are there over the summer working with my scholars. Um, I have four male um, teachers and the guidance counselors who stay after school during the summer just to work with our male population so that the boys have somewhere to go. Um, so just in, in general, the environment, um, speaks to the expectation that unless we work together as a team, we cannot be successful. And, you know, it resonated when I read the book um, by Phil Jackson, 11 Rings, and he Mm. speaks about the success of building teams and how he, you know, was able to build the Chicago Bills and then build the same success with um, the Lakers. And you can see when it wasn't successful what the reasons were behind of it being unsuccessful. And so now my entire team, my leadership team, which consists of majority of teachers, so it's not assistant principals. I don't have an assistant principal. I have teacher leaders that I'm building to become leaders so that one day they can move on and create great schools. So they all mm-hmm. have to read that same book um, so that we can be awesome. in the same mindset because it doesn't just – it's not only education. It, we are impacted by so much. We're impacted by the music industry. We're impacted by the NBA. We're impacted We're impacted in so many ways. Everything. Our job is to disseminate and educate those who come to us. Right, right. And it just makes so much sense. It just it creates a balance. Um, and it says – I see that you focus on um, – I love the acronym STEAM, Science, Technology, mm-hmm. Engineering, Art, and Math. Yes. Um, when it comes to the art piece and the math piece, because, you know, <clears throat> most would say, oh, our kids don't do math or even science or technology, you know. Um, mm-hmm. how, do they, how do they receive that? Well, quite honestly, we struggle when it comes to literacy, which is the reading and writing, because kids don't like to read and write. It's just like a struggle. Mm-hmm. But they do significantly well when it comes to science math and technology. So that's a given. It was it was very easy to create a program around that. And what that really means is that they're learning how to solve problems in a way mm-hmm. that they have to do inquiry, in a way that they have to identify what is the problem, what are some of um how do we conduct trial and error to determine which is the best answer and then being able to explain why and coming up with a conclusion. So that's applicable to if I'm reading a story and there comes a character, and there's this problem with the character. Why did the author, what is the author's purpose in the story? What is the theme? What does the symbolism mean? What is the conflict? Why, did it, why is it getting resolved this way? What could have been the changes? 
it allows them to critically think and analyze, which is something that's missing oftentimes and why kids yeah. don't do well when they get to college because once they get there, you have to think on your own, like, what? So we build mm. that in. The reason why I did art, because we started out with STEM, and I felt like every discipline that a child comes across is important. Physical education is important. Health class is important, not just ELA, which is English language arts and math, because that's what we've been dumbed down to because of the state exam. Every class that they take is important. So in art, I was like, no, kids aren't exposed to art. They think glitter, glue, feathers, that's art. That's not art. Like when you go to a museum or you look at great African-American art or you go into um, the Met, anywhere, you just stand and you look, and there's a reason. There was an influence by the time period, an influence by the place that they live, um, the reason why they use this particular medium. What is the what is the artist trying to tell us? What is the mood that they're trying to give us in this picture? Even a photography, like a picture, it's so much that can be told about it. And so when I started to look at it from that aspect, I was like, no, art is just as important. So all of our scholars get art. They make wonderful projects. I mean, it's just amazing. We've created galleries throughout our building um, just based off of their work. And the kids really didn't mm-hmm. realize that their parents didn't realize because they are artists. They do them yeah. all the time. But if you, if you teach them, Very creative. Mm-hmm. if you teach them the techniques and show them you can be significant and you can be outstanding, and that's only the real difference, right? If you yeah, tell me I'm yeah. going to be great and you show me how I'm going to be great, I will be great. But if you tell me I'm stupid, if you show me the only thing that I can end up is in jail, what's my chances of not getting into this, into that jail? Right. And I love art so much because it allows it allows the kids to manifest a tangible piece of their creativity. Yeah. So they can see it and touch it and feel it and 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 connect to the greatness. It's right there. They can see it. Um, yeah. I think that what you're doing is absolutely amazing, and um, and then the mere fact that you're grooming and nurturing other leaders to do the same speaks volumes, and I think it is so important for us to support that. Um, and I, I mean, we could talk about this all day, so I'm not going to keep you <laughs> much longer. Um, but I will just one more time ask you to let us let those who have maybe just tuned in know how they can read you. Um, okay. How they can, you know what the site is and, and how they can support what it is you're doing. Okay. So they can reach us at Mount Hall Bridges Academy um, through Facebook. The keyword is Mount Hall Bridges. Um, Twitter, Instagram. Um, they can see our website, which is www.mhba.brooklyn.web.com. Oh, no, wait. Let me start over. W-W-W, <laughs> M as in Mary, H as in Harry, B as in Barry, A as in Apple, Brooklyn, dot webs, W-E-B-S, dot com. And all the information about the school is there. Our phone number is 718-345-6912. And um, our email address is mhda 2010 at gmail.com. That is so awesome, Nadia. Thank you again for taking the time out to chat with us today. And, of course, anything that we can do to support, don't hesitate. I will definitely be in touch with Camille to find out, you know, 
different ways that we can assist or be a part of what it is you're doing. Um, my co-host, See Truth, actually lives in Brooklyn, so, um, and this is right yeah. up his alley. <laughs> well, I would love for yeah, you to come by, stop through. Don't be a stranger. I have your name, and I know you. No, 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 I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not. Definitely not. I actually want to speak to you about um, some media things and, and, you know, getting involved with, you know, having, showing the kids, like, some media aspects of stuff. Excellent. Especially yeah, that's something, something that you know they're interested on that level as far as seeing what goes behind you know some of the some of the stories and things that they see, which is a lot of times is really bogus. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean that it's would so be awesome because we want to do that. Yeah, and he's he's so great at that kind of stuff. I I think it's so you know amazing to be able to see um, some of their filters. You know, it, it helps you to identify some filters how they see things. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. and then and then can like literally meet them where they are. So yeah, exactly. um, I think it's really really awesome. And um, see any any parting words for Nadia before we? He didn't get to say much because I talk a lot. No, because I, but... I, she has very important information. So I, I wanted to you know definitely uh, let her get that out. I, I just want to you know commend her for for doing what she's doing, especially with with young men who yes. are like the forgotten and you know the ones that people are. I mean, to be real, trying to eliminate from mm-hmm. from the you know pieces of, of society, and you know, and it's, it's proven and shown every day by what goes on. But I commend you for reversing that and doing Thank what's you. opposite to you know not have that happen because it's, it's extremely important. And when you do that, you're helping bring back you know the the man, woman, child, you know, father, mother, and, and so forth, which is important. Those those particular family structures are are key in order to you know, have survival in this world. Yeah. So I look forward well, we to thank you, Nadia. You. you were born thank to that again, so sorry. I'm sorry, you I forgot your last your last comment I didn't hear. You said you were born No, I said I look forward um to oh, the next forward. Okay. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, well you enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you Thank so much you for taking too. time out to chat with us, and we'll be in touch. Okay, excellent. absolutely. Bye bye. Have a great one. Bye bye. Yeah, that that is good stuff. Um, yeah, she's great for what she's doing. Like it, it's yeah, absolutely. It, I mean, just imagine if it was ten of her, you know, twenty of her. And don't get me wrong, there are people out there that are definitely making a difference. And then I think, you know, again, in speaking about the village and speaking about the fabric, it's about bringing that all together so that it's a collective effort, so that the collective gets bigger and bigger, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I I would love, love, love to see that happen. So, yes, um, and I can't believe it's like 12 minutes after the hour, so I guess we have time for a couple of um, good uh, songs. I'll let you you take the helm with the music and uh, take us home. Let's do um, some Jermaine Hartzell, Eric Robeson's We Can't Finish. And we can't finish until we, we see all these things, you know, come to pass. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the Heart Soul Experience. Brought to you by Jermaine Mobley. My name's Arrow Baker. And I'm here to help you tell a story. Sometimes we get into things 
then we gotta find our way out. Let's do it. It's like tilt up my head, and now I see you differently. And know this wasn't meant to be. I'm locked on the outside, but in your world I'm feeling free. We leave the obvious unspoken. Knowing the situation we're provoking is a knowing, but now we're open. You let me in, I let you in, now we both pretend from being more than friends. Maybe you forgot that I got someone at home, but then again, I'm curious, so I won't remind you. But when the cute innocence dies too, what do you do? What do I do? Step back, relax, detach. Think back to way before thoughts of us came through the door. You knew who my heart adored, but somehow that got lost in all the time we spent. We crossed the line, time got on our side. Now we can't finish what we started. Way before thoughts of us came through the door. You knew who my heart adored, but somehow that got lost in all the Time we spent, we crossed the line. Time's not on our side. Now we can't finish what we started. No, 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 you and I had to make it graphic, hey, it happens, this it was magic. Now we're on another level, on which we're so compatible, feels too natural. It's all in our minds, so it's hard to think rational. I need some time out to get my mind right, get back to the center of my life. Can we wind and dine next lifetime? Step back, Lost in the 
like my mama used to tell me. Show. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's not bad because we'll be right back next Saturday with another show. Same time. There you go. Place. 
Yep, so I guess it's all good at the end of the day. And, you know, it's time for our daily slice. And our daily slice this week is this. God, the supreme artist, uses our life for the creation of art. We are the instruments through which the force of life expresses itself. We express our art in everything we say, everything we feel, everything we do. The creation is ongoing, it is endless, and it's happening every moment. And I love that because it keeps us accountable for how we show up. It keeps us present so that we're connected to how we show up. And um, and we have to be responsible for that. So if God is working through us, how we how are we representing him? How are we representing the divine energy? And that's something that if we think about at least three times a day, I guarantee you it will change the way that you walk. It will change the way that you show up and communicate with other people. I guarantee you. So, this is one of this is one of my favorites. <laughs> I no like doubt. it a lot. I, yeah. So you know, just in being accountable, it's like I'm gonna be accountable for the way I get into this bowl of jambalaya. I'm gonna have to be accountable <laughs> for that. Am I gonna exercise after that? Am I gonna, you know, what I'm saying like I I'm aware. I've had the conversation with myself, and I have to be accountable <laughs> for. <it. laughs> right. And that's, so that's all you can, that's all you can do, though. I mean, you know, well, hey, we are all responsible for what we do, period, end that's of discussion. It. That's it. And and if you're tuned into the show and you had the opportunity to listen to Nadia today, it is so important that we are part of the solution because if we're not, we're part of the problem. So if there is, a, if you have an opportunity, whether it's in a school, whether it's, you know, wherever it is, if you are in contact with kids um, and you have the opportunity to, Enlighten or engage in a child Do so Do so Become a part of Of the solution for our kids And if you want to get involved In the schools Not just hers But any schools in your area um, Most schools do have a program Where community parents Friends and family of the, of the school Can get involved And it's really fulfilling To know that you're making a difference Absolutely so, Definitely to Think about today and I will leave people with two things, a couple of African proverbs. And um, one of them is, you cannot build a house for last year's summer. Uh-oh. Okay. Say that again, please. That's worth repeating. Say that one more time. You cannot build a house for last year's summer. See? <laughs> I like that. There you go. And uh, one more thing. Let's see. Um, when spider webs unite, they can tie up a lion. <laughs> there you go. It's all about the collective. It really is. Yep. No doubt. Well, y'all was giving you some jewels for the week, so chew on that. And uh, come back here and meet us next week, Saturday, 12 to one thirty. We will be here with bells on and with great music. That's right. And we're going to take you out with some cocoa butter. India, Ireland. All right, we like that. All right, Miss India. Peace, y'all. Sending you love and light. Have a fantastic week. Peace.